0: Today for the World Speech Day podcast, we'll be interviewing somebody who's doing amazing work in South Africa, but also contributing to the global society as a whole in terms of other positions that he holds in terms of leadership as well. We'll be talking to Tepo Trauku. Now, he's an entrepreneur as well as an active citizen. Now, Tepo Trauku is the founder and CEO of Poleho Communications, a 100% black-owned BEE level one enterprise that provides innovative information communication solutions. Now, his projects involve consulting and outsourcing of software resources. Now, Tepo is driven by the principles of entrepreneurship, innovation and community improvement. Allow me to introduce um, Tepo Tlaku. Thank you very much.
1: I'm originally from Temba, which is in Hamas Pretoria. I grew up as a young man who had to venture into entrepreneurship as a result of dealing with uh, the circumstances that i that i faced at the time because i grew up in a relatively poor uh, household so uh, with a mother who was struggling to raise four kids um, and therefore there are some entrepreneurial activities that I had to engage into to survive. I studied throughout my, uh, all my school years were in Temba and in one of uh, some of the schools that I went to, one had to, you know, sell sweets and mm-hmm. chips and things like that to make a bit of extra income so to survive. But at the same time, I was also involved in... The community through football I as a football player and not only playing but also organizing football so at some point when i was uh, at the age of uh, 16 i was leading a, um, a football league in the community at a very young age uh, at the same time running a spaza shop at home so one could say that uh, because of the circumstances i had to find solutions for myself and for my family that made me the person who i am today after my uh, you know, primary education period, I went to study at uh, Swan University of Technology. At the time, it was called Technical Northern Houting. While I was studying, uh, obviously, you know, I used NEFSAS uh, to study, but not to survive on a day to day. What I would do is um, sell books, so I would make copies of books for students who could not afford, because it was, a, to an extent, a university of poor students at the Social Uwe campus. It was illegal but hey we had to survive so i sold copies of of books to other students or buy originals make copies and sell to them and on weekends i would go home to do some landscaping work and by landscaping i mean pushing a lawnmower house from one house to another to try and make money cutting lawn and doing you know a number of gardens and on right from Friday afternoon up until Sunday in the morning, then back to social movie. That helped me a lot, you know, to become a bit of a disciplined person, to Uh, learn entrepreneurship but at the later stage things became a bit more comfortable because I could the Nelson Mandela Bazzari at some point that funded, fully funded my studies Uh, but I still kept on doing a bit of entrepreneurship. Then I moved to an internship. Uh, Internships at the time were very rare so I did an internship with a a company called Journey Communications work as as a software developer. Within six months of that internship it was you know going to expire uh, noting that I'm going to leave the CEO called me into his office New Metro because New Metro Movies was um, New Metro Home Entertainment was under joining Communications at the time so I remember I did a piece of software to track VHS before we had CDs, okay, so <laughs> to track faulty uh, VHS in the number of uh, movie renting houses. So I did that piece of software, knowing that I'm leaving, he said, hey, I want to keep you, how much would you like to be paid? And I took out my, I think it was a Sansui phone or Motorola phone, it was quite tiny, did my calculations. For some reason, I made a mistake and added an extra zero. So he said, how much will it be per hour? Uh, instead of saying 15 rand per hour, I said 150 rents per hour. And he approved it. After approving it, he realized how high it was. Then he said, oh, by the way, you can't work the full 160 hours per month. So you're going to have to work maybe two uh, weeks or three weeks at a time uh, unless you do it and you know it's at no cost to us. I was happy about that arrangement. However, that created a toxic relationship with fellow colleagues in the IT department because this young guy with a, a diploma earning so much, even though most of them were not qualified. And that really got people going. The situation was so bad that I decided to leave. But when I left, uh, I was a member of an organization called ISAC. I know in UP there used to be, uh, I think there still is uh, ISAC, which is an international ex- uh, student exchange program that also focuses on leadership. So they also offer um, uh, internships. So I took an internship to Cameroon. Uh, I specifically chose an, I chose an African country because I wanted to see what the continent has to offer. When everyone else was going to Europe and buy and other places, I chose to go to Cameroon. My salary then was like 15 times less than what I was earning, but it was the most rewarding experience Where we, we were installing computer labs in rural schools in, in Cameroon. My greatest achievement then was to get MTN in Cameroon to fund the program, so they did more than 100 schools. Mm installing computer labs. Uh, They called it the School Connectivity Project. That was great with the organization that I was was working with at the time and spent a year, came back to South Africa, joined another amazing organization called Ungana Africa. With Ungana, what we were doing is taking ICTs to NGOs so that they can improve their work. So basically doing the digital uh, divide efforts to say NGOs can use technology uh, better of their work. Interesting enough, I also worked with some radio stations in Bumalanga, in community radio stations on how to get them software that could help them with their work. Being in the nonprofit sector for a while, I felt it's time to really be on my own. Then I started Pulejo Communications. What Pulejo essentially does is that we innovate solutions for citizens engagement. What we're trying to address is the disconnect between government and citizens with regards to delivery of services and to enable local government uh, or municipalities uh, in particular to offer services over mobile. I mean, there's no reason why people should go and queue. There's no reason why people should be angry that services are, are not provided when you can engage and inform and educate them. So we did a project with the city of Tswani where we enabled people to easily report crime, corruption, by infringements and traffic and accident issues to the metropolis. So for the first time the Tswani metropolis has been able to gather data of incidents that are happening around the city. It's not significant enough but it's something that did not exist because there was no system there now they're doing you know incident management using the platform that we've built but we also give young people an opportunity especially those that are in the software development um, sector in a sense that we outsource them to other companies bigger companies banks and the likes where they come in depending on whatever skills that we have would then place them with uh, bigger companies and on a yearly basis, we do take interns, so we are a small business but, you know, we take between three to five interns a year and some of them become our employees, some of them become our consultants, but I can tell you that all of them have better lives today because of, we, we believe in that uh, young people just need an opportunity to gain a skill and then from there they will apply themselves to, to be a better person. Then Bula Ho has been running now for nine years. Uh, because, you see, business is about uh, staying the course, it's about being resilient. Even if you, you don't have like the best idea ever, the fact that you are there offering a service and doing your best and stay the course, never quit, keep on going. Even if three months passes without you uh, making any money, it gives you an opportunity to learn, it gives you an opportunity to stretch yourself see, often people are afraid of stretching themselves, you know, like a rubber band. The difference between a rubber band and a person is that a rubber band, you can stretch it to a certain, you know, maximum level. But a human being stretches over and over and over. And as they stretch, they become better, they become more solid. And that's what being an entrepreneur, you find problems, come up with solutions, and stay the course, and over time, because you build a profile, you build a business, you are able to get more clients. And if it doesn't work, hey, you know, you don't regret it, you try again. Start another company, or offer another service and so forth. So it's been quite an exciting journey over those years. But over the process of being an entrepreneur and working in the non-profit sector, I also joined an amazing organization called Gene Chamber International, which is in 180 countries with members who are... Uh, students, professionals, as well as entrepreneurs. The essence of the organization is to provide uh, young people with opportunities to create positive impact. And that is in the form of uh, leadership development, you know, entrepreneurship awareness, community involvement, which is key, but also international exposure. As an organization, we have South Africa as a member organization. We have amazing young people who come through and they learn what leadership is not just in the class, actually so less in the class, but more in taking responsibility. Every year they get an opportunity to be in a certain position, move to another position and so forth, because we have a a philosophy of one year to lead. So if you become a president, you only have a year. Within those 12 months, you must do your best. Next year, you move on to be something else. And for a township guy from, a relatively poor household or family to uh, a level where I led the organization at the international uh, level, even though you know, the only position that I did not occupy is you know, being a world president, but I was the executive vice president, so I was in the executive uh, committee of the organization. I've led the Peace is Possible campaign uh, globally, which was to get young people to be actors of peace. To be advocates of peace and uh, to create awareness about peace, uh, we led a successful uh, summit in in Malaysia. And last this year, I was part of the strategic planning committee of the organization. So we basically map where the organization is going in the next um, um, five years. And so this is an organization of over two hundred thousand young people globally, so it's quite big. And I have grown. Uh, you know, throughout uh, that, and I've gotten a lot of opportunities to go out there and learn and grow and become a better person and be a connected person. But this is all out of the desire to achieve something better out of myself. I've never been, I mean, I'm not from a wealthy family, I've never been rich myself. Uh, even today, as an entrepreneur, you know I can't claim that I'm an achieved entrepreneur because you know this is a life a lifelong uh, journey that you go through in you know, order to to grow. But with whatever that I get, I always seek to improve myself. I always seek to empower other people and to get involved in the community. I mean, we do work with um, underprivileged communities, um, in particular, focus with orphanages. Not donating stuff, but to try and inspire orphans to become better people themselves, in the future to think about entrepreneurship, so that uh, they can all be meaningful members of society. Um, but there's many other things that we do. Um, um, the last thing that I would like to mention is that this year, uh, my company won the Global SME Award at the International Telecommunications. Uh, union conference, so that was a con- confidence booster. And just last week, with Junior Chamber International, we hosted the the African Youth Development uh, Summit as part of the Global Citizen Festival, and that was the only youth summit. We had over hundred delegates from over forty African countries,
0: and these are the kind of things that are, have been amazing and rewarding to me. Temple, that's absolutely amazing. I need to emphasize that you're doing amazing work and your company is doing so much for, for the community within South Africa as a whole. So thank you so much for, for joining me today. But thank you for the inspiration that you continue to express and to encourage throughout young people throughout South Africa. Thank you so much, tipo. It's a pleasure.